Closing a big deal, asking for a raise, or nailing a big presentation, the last few minutes before a major challenge can be nerve-wracking. The key to success, according to our next guest, is the right kind of mental preparation. Daniel McGinn is a journalist and author of Psyched Up. Daniel, unfair or not, it seems we're judged on how we perform under pressure, and you've researched this. Give us some ways we can prepare ourselves to deliver the best performance. When I started this research, I had a very simple view of getting psyched up. I thought about it as a light switch. You would either turn it on or turn it off, and I thought a lot of it depended on your ability to deal with the adrenaline that your body produces when you get into one of these nervous-making situations. Once you start reading the research and talking to the experts, you come out with a more nuanced view. I now think about it more like the tuner on a stereo where you can adjust the bass and the treble. I think about trying to find ways to reduce your anxiety, to increase your confidence, and to find the right level of energy. So it's more about sort of twisting your emotional knobs before you go on. So if you have those backstage jitters, so to speak, you really shouldn't try to calm them down. You should try to channel them into your performance, I guess. That's one of the surprising bits of research I came across. It's a technique called reappraisal. Everybody suggests, oh, you should be calm before you perform. The reality is we're programmed to feel nervous in that situation. It's our fight or flight instinct that kicks in. There's not a lot you can do about it. You need to be aware of it. They did all sorts of tests on people who were taking math exams, who were singing and singing competitions, and it can be very subtle. Instead of telling yourself, don't be nervous or don't be anxious, shift it over to say, I'm so excited. I'm lucky to be here. This is a great opportunity for me. It's about focusing on the things that can go right and the good part of this, as opposed to thinking about there's a chance that this is all going to go badly. So it's a subtle technique, but there's a lot of research that suggests it can have big impacts. Some people uh, who are very successful in high-pressure situations use little rituals as they uh, begin their performance. Could you tell us about that? Sure. There's a bunch of studies in all sorts of different sporting contexts and others that people who do the same thing every time in the final moments before they perform, whether it's darts or diving or rugby, the same actions and thought patterns, they tend to do better. There's something about humans that crave that routine, doing the same thing, habits, especially during moments of high anxiety. It gives us something to focus on. It can cue our body up to remember the practice that we've done for that event. So even if you're not an Olympic diver, thinking about what you want to be doing and coming up with a routine that you do the same way every time, that can be helpful in these final moments. How about visualization? Some people claim that if they picture a successful outcome, it will help them get through it. Is that a valid idea? Yeah, sports psychologists have done studies that show that's true. One of the most interesting days I spent while reporting the book, I went to West Point, and they have a facility there called the Center for Enhanced Performance. And I watched them work with the lacrosse team. And what they did was they created a script and a soundtrack for every player, and it was specific to that player. They had a professional narrator come in, and there'd be music in the background, and this voice would come on. It would say, John, you are the best goalie in Division One lacrosse. You know, remember <laughs> the game against Navy when you scored seven goals? Very specific, almost like a greatest hits reel. And the players would listen to it when they went to sleep. They would listen to it on the bus before games. It was a very simple way to get them to focus on their strengths and their greatest moments and increase their confidence before they took the field. 
One of the uh, areas where people are really under pressure is in the military. For example, before going into battle or a special assignment. Do the armed forces use some of these techniques, or how do they deal with this? Both the Army and the Navy have become big utilizers of sports psychology techniques. They have a lot of sports psychologists on staff teaching, especially once you get into a special forces setting. One of the tools that's especially interesting in a military setting is the pep talk. You know, the idea that many of the techniques in the book are things that people do to themselves, but then you get into a situation where you're the coach or you're the leader or you're the general, and it's not about you, it's about you finding the right words to motivate the people underneath you. So there is actually a whole academic literature that talks about what ingredients should go into a pep talk. And I talked to McChrystal, General Stanley McChrystal, who's one of the people who he sort of has the five things he always says in his pep talks. And he you know, is keenly aware of what kind of soldiers he's talking to and tries to calibrate it correctly to get them ready to perform. Well, the book is Psyched Up, journalist and author Daniel McGinn. Daniel, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. To learn more about this or previous InfoTrack shows and guests, visit us online at TalkZone.com. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack.